If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome once again to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. And we're getting towards the end of the summer and things are quietening down. It, uh, it, I hate to say it's perfect because business will begin to drop off before too long. But for any of you out there who are reaching the end of a frantic summer season, you are no doubt breathing the exact same sigh of relief that I am as we uh, as we move towards Labor Day. And I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to having a l- little bit of downtime. But I tend to use my downtime to sharpen up some of my uh, education and my knowledge and things that have been going on throughout the summer that I haven't been able to get at. I've got a massive pile of, or a massive reading list I use Evernote and every time I come across a really great article that uh, that I've been wanting to read, I just save it to Evernote and uh, I'm just looking forward to getting to that reading list and and bringing myself up to speed on some of the things that have been uh that have been happening, some of the things that are new and and just generally um getting my knowledge up to date. A lot of it's to do with with social media because I I have tried to keep up with with my posting on social media, but have to say that I'm sadly uh, lagging really. And things like Google Plus, I haven't been on Google Plus for months, and quite honestly, it's that that's not going to be at the top of my agenda anytime soon. I've really been keeping up to date on Twitter. I just passed the five thousand follower uh, number this morning. Not that that's, you know, anything really to write home about. It's, but, but, you know, most of my followers are pretty much focused on this industry and I've, I've attempted to clear out many of those who are, uh, you know, not involved in the tourism or travel business. Uh, I mean, I have a few lists of of other people that I follow and who follow me, and particularly in the social media area. But uh, but the peripheral list has been pretty much culled in the past few months, and I'm currently really getting into writing a course for Twitter for vacation rental owners and managers, and that's going to be coming out um, in October. So keep an eye out for that, and I'm just going to use. The experiences I've had over the past seven years now with with Twitter, and and share those with you, particularly in terms of you know how to capture media attention, which is something that I've been using Twitter for a lot, and it really has worked. So the other thing that I've been looking at is Periscope. If you haven't come across Periscope yet, I'll put a link to that on the show notes. It's video. It's live streaming video. And I think it would be something that could be really, really useful. 
to owners and agencies who may be out there with a, an iPhone just at a new property or at a location where you actually want to share that you are there here and now. And I'm not absolutely sure how best to make that work for us, but that's something I'm going to be testing out while um, we're in our low season months. The other platform that I really want to get to grips with and to spend more time on this fall is LinkedIn, because it has been shown that LinkedIn is one of the strongest platforms for driving new traffic to you, for driving new traffic to your um, to your website and even to your listing. And I'm a member of maybe a dozen different LinkedIn groups, particularly those that where, where people who are interested in the vacation rental industry are congregating to talk about their issues, to share what's interesting to them, perhaps what's bothering them, and, and to talk about the current affairs of the vacation rental industry. And one of the most prominent LinkedIn groups is the Vacation Rental Professional Groups, which was founded by my guest today. And this is Eric Mason. And that LinkedIn group has, you know, kind of around 7,000, just under 7,700 members at the last count. Now these, it's called Vacation Rental Professionals and it's really anybody that's involved in the vacation rental industry, you know, wants to take a professional approach to it. Out of all the groups that are out there for vacation rental owners and, and managers, I think this is the one that we should all be involved in. Um, there's a ton of good stuff on there. Some really, really exceptional people who contribute to this LinkedIn group. So I will put the link to uh, Eric's uh, group on the show notes so you can take a good look at that. So who is Eric Mason? Well, Eric's been around the industry for a lot of years. And the thing to do, go and, go and have a look at Eric's profile uh, on LinkedIn and you know, I could talk about all the things that Eric has done and what he's been involved in in the vacation rental industry, but it's, it would actually take up probably the full amount of time that we have here to talk to Eric. So I would suggest taking a look at Eric's profile, but just a couple of the things that uh, he's been involved in. He was managing director for this uh, and CEO for the Pacific region of Wyndham Worldwide back in 2007 to 2008. He was the vice president of global product and business development for Wyndham Exchange and Rentals uh, from 2005 to 2011. And he's also been involved in many startups. And this is what I find really interesting. So I'm going to be talking to Eric about his involvement in the vacation rental industry, what he sees as the value of um, LinkedIn groups to vacation rental professionals. I want to ask him how he sees the large and the small and the independent owners fitting into the future of vacation rentals. So without further ado, let's move on to the interview with Eric Mason. So today I'm welcoming Eric Mason. 
who is the founder and moderator of the Vacation Rental Professionals LinkedIn group, which is now closing on something like about just short of 8,000 members. So we'd like to find out what's behind the profile what sparked Eric's passion for the vacation rental industry and where he sees our industry going. Hi, Eric. How are you doing? Hey, good, Heather. How are you? I'm very, very good. Now, you're in Colorado. Is that right? I am. Yeah. So you're telling me earlier that it's uh, it's a bit smoky and misty there today. Yeah, I think we're getting the uh, kind of the, the smoke that's flowing from our West Coast, which is unfortunately on fire these days. Yeah, that's uh, that's very sad to see. As, as as I said earlier, we we had smoke drifting here in Ontario from BC earlier on this this uh, this summer. So so I understand what that's like with that sort of um, overcast, you know, poor poor air quality, and it's it's a it's a little bit weird. Yes. Anyhow, let's talk vacation rentals. You've been right. involved in myriad ways, and in the introduction, which um, uh, which our listeners have heard. I suggested to them that instead of me going through your entire LinkedIn profile, <laughs> that they actually go and have a look at it because you've you've done so many things in vacation rentals. So how did it all start for you? You know, I started off my career in hospitality uh, broadly across the accommodation uh, spectrum with resorts and hotels and, uh, and inns and B&Bs and so forth. But but really, it, it was it was really when I joined uh, Wyndham Worldwide, uh, which was at the time still uh, called Sendant, uh, was was really where I got an in depth view of the holiday rental market, cottage market, vacation rental industry, if you will, uh, and, and that was really uh, due to a significant investment being made uh, from Sendant into the European vacation rental marketplace. So, I you know I, I was the uh, the lucky. Uh, participant that that enjoyed uh, running around many countries, understanding uh, what this industry meant to to people that were operating in it, meaning managers, to consumers, to kind of the business ecosystem that surrounded the management community as well. And it it, it really you know it awakened me to a, a category that was frankly, as we're seeing now, bear out over the last eight years, a sleeping giant, and has been a force to be reckoned with for years, albeit in more niche. Uh, you know, kind of audiences, but now that has changed substantially. So that's kind of where I, I you know, I guess stumbled on is probably not the appropriate word, but that's really where I got uh, uh, heavily involved and immersed into the vacation rental uh, industry. So when was that? Back, was that 2007-ish? Yeah, it was really, you know, fall 2005 mm-hmm. through 2006, seven and onwards. Uh, you know, prior to that, obviously, I was, uh, was uh, operating uh, – Resort companies and travel companies, and then travel technology companies, uh, with the uh, startup of, of one of the first, and probably now the the leading uh, uh, reservation systems called Synexus that was acquired by uh, Saber. So, so yeah, it was it was an interesting kind of foray into operational uh, kind of activity on the on the accommodation, resort, vacation rental space, and then certainly blended heavily with technology. It was almost before the time that vacation rentals were on was on anybody's horizon, wasn't it? The I mean, I know we were we were doing it back in in the UK in the um, in the late 1980s and 90s, and when we came over here, it, it was it had been something that's been going on in Ontario in Canada for for a lot of years, but it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near mainstream. So even 2005, I you know I was surprised to hear that it had been going on in a sort of mainstream way. It, it has, and, and you know, you know. I guess just understanding now. I was, I was raised. I grew up in in South Florida. Now, all around us was tourism and, and hospitality, 
and then in a lot of cases vacation rentals. Although we we didn't see it as a as a mainstream industry then. This was back in the eighties, right? Seventies uh, and eighties, and 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 but obviously that's changed now, and that that's why consumer awareness and the brands that we're seeing in the marketplace is helping. Uh, you know, the consumer awareness grow, uh, which is helping, I believe, everybody. And we can, we'll, we'll certainly talk about that a bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, there's, there's t- it's a bit, for me, it's a little bit t- like, uh, you know, technology. It's tough to keep up with it. And, and certainly the growth of this industry is amazingly hard to keep up with, um, particularly from, I guess, my perspective and some of our listeners' perspectives who are individual owners. And they're now seeing this, this, moth of vacation rentals growing around them and sort of wondering what their uh, their place in it is and, and we'll come back to that in a second but let, let, let's um, fast forward to today so what are you actually what what are you doing now what's your current involvement how do you see yourself now sure well I work as as I'm sure as you read the profile you'll you'll see. <laughs> I work in several capacities. Obviously, you know, I advise several companies in this space in terms of, uh, you know, how to, how to kind of position themselves, what services needed, how to craft and curate, you know, a relevant service uh, or, or system. Uh, I, I'm also heavily involved in, in a couple of uh, early uh, emerging uh, technologies, as I've done, you know, historically with what's now BookingPal and RateCoaster and others. Uh, and, and those are to, to uh, really address gaps in the market. I and, and what you'll see is is my kind of uh, mode of operating, if you will, is is identifying uh, uh, gaps in the ecosystem. Uh, because, by the way, I also uh, operate a management company, and a lot, a lot of people don't understand that. Um, so I, I, I also you know experience my own challenges in operating, and and I you know as a you know kind of an entrepreneur, I look for okay, well if if this could happen uh, to address my concern or my challenge, my issue in operating. What would that mean? What would that do for me? Would it make me competitive? Would it make me more successful? Would I, you know, generate more, you know, reservations, increase revenue, et cetera, et cetera? And and that's how, you know, frankly, I look at the marketplace broadly. Is is I look at, you know, what 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 exists, what doesn't exist. And and by the way, you know, we are very early still. It may sound it may sound a little counterintuitive, but I believe we still are early in terms of of technology innovation in the space. There's lots more to come. Uh, because of the growth that we're seeing, because of the new entrance in the, uh, into the industry that we're seeing and we'll see over the next you know, years to come. Uh, but, but anyway, that, that's kind of, uh, uh, of how I look at the industry and, and you know, either gaps or opportunities. And, and so therefore, you know, one of the, uh, the, the newest technologies that we're rolling out shortly is an independent standalone competitive shopping tool for, for property managers. That I believe is going to help substantially because we all do it. Even even in my own little management operation, I try to go to my destinations. I try to find out, you know, who, who a are my uh, units competing with in, in the particular destination, and then I try to track. Okay, how are they performing? Are they are they occupied when I'm not? Uh, are their rates fluctuating when when I'm not? Um, you know, is that is that is that doing something for them uh, that it may not be doing for me because I'm frankly not able to stay up, uh, you know, stay ahead of the curve. Um, and, and the other one is obviously, uh, well, maybe not obviously, is, is a next generation uh, pricing tool. There, there are several of them on the market today, and they're doing, they're, they're doing good jobs in, in the context of, of who they're serving. Um, but, but the whole area of pricing and competitive uh, data and, and analysis has some way to go uh, to continue to fine-tune the results that it drives. 
And, and frankly, I'm excited to, to deploy both of those in the coming uh, months and, and having them as a tool for managers to leverage, uh, you know, kind of going, going forward. Well, that takes me to, to another question because there's so many resources now available. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, particularly with, with the growth of Airbnb, it just seems like every, every day there is another sort of add-on mostly for independent owners, but more so these are coming out to, uh, to provide help for managers. How do owners and managers filter these so that they can find the ones that's really going to impact their businesses and, 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 and affect their bottom line in a positive way? Because, you know, I go through these every day. You know, there's, a, there's another new, for me, another new bright, shiny object has just come out and I've, oh, I've got to have this one and then I've got to have that one. And then before you know it, um, the bottom line is being impacted negatively by buying into a lot of different resources. How would you suggest that managers actually tackle this in, incoming of, of different resources? Sure. Well, I mean, you have to keep it in, in context of your own operation because just because you hear something did something for someone doesn't necessarily mean it'll do the same for you. Um, you know, that said, uh, you know, because we're on this innovation curve in the industry, I do suggest, you know, o- owners, operators, managers leverage and, and try different solutions to see how they'll affect their, their operation because the fact is, is and I see this, uh, both through the group participation and, and direct communication and conversations I have with with many 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 managers around the world, they're, they're they are they are looking for and in many cases deploying solutions uh, that they believe will be beneficial to them. Sometimes I would I would suggest you know the way I'm seeing it now is we're on a, we're on a good trend right now where we're seeing 80 percent uh, of effectiveness in terms of it's they're receiving some value that they believe they would. For using solutions, 20% may, well, it was great to try it. It didn't really do what I hoped it would do, so therefore we're not using it anymore. But, you know, you, you, you don't necessarily have to also look for a big company because in this space, <laughs> let's, let's face it, there, there are really, you know, a few big technology companies that are, that are delivering solutions to the marketplace, and, and, and that doesn't make them good or bad. It just means that there are small emerging groups and companies and solutions that may have, you know, frankly, the next best thing for your operation. But until you, you know, either see it or talk to somebody who's used it successfully, you really don't know. So it's, unfortunately, some of it's going to be a bit of trial and error. But I would definitely caution, don't disrupt your operation uh, to, to try something on a whim. Make sure you've done your diligence and you've really uh, identified that if it does what it, say, what it says it will do, it should impact me positively. Therefore, I can take the operational risk uh, of implementing it, you know, as, as long as it's not too, too time consuming. Yeah, I always I find when when I go to uh, VRMA conferences that that just the the whole array of of different resources available now is you know it, it can be confusing. Is there any central repository for all these resources? I just say if you go out and you buy a an appliance you can often find a comparison site so i think that's what i'm trying to say is is there any comparison site out there are you going you to know, start one are you <laughs> <laughs> well no it, it's funny you should mention that because I, I i get that question all the time i mean literally I, I get questions from the group and by the way the linkedin group is is you know you see many of the discussions which are really important to to kind of collaborate with 
but equally, I get tremendous amount of direct messaging, you know, through the group asking questions just like this one. And and you're right, you know, there is really not a a kind of a uh, um, you know a, a a site to go and, and check and shop for, let's say, a property management system or a you know guest communication platform or what have you. So so what I what I've you know in lieu of that being being available. Uh, what I've suggested, uh, you know, individuals do is is if they're a member of the of the LinkedIn group, uh, to search on the prior prior conversations that have taken place because all the, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of conversations that have taken place in that group are still there. You just have to search for them with key key terms like PMS or revenue or you know communication or HR et cetera. And generally, you'll find you know con- you know conversations that have taken place around those, but. Yeah, you know, it's not far-fetched to say, you know, in the next couple of years, we'll, we will see something, a comparative uh, tool, I, because I believe we will. Whether I do it or somebody else does it, I believe mm-hmm. but that kind of resource will be available. Yeah, I mean, even if it's just for PMS because or property management systems, because you know, we did this exercise in our own company. Uh, a couple of years ago, I mean, we we did go down one route that that really did not work for us, and invested in it heavily, and and lost a good amount of money because you know, perhaps we didn't do the due diligence, and uh, and then so then we went back to the drawing board and and went with another company which seems to be working now. But that that would have been such a great tool to have, you know, everything laid out in one place so that you could compare them. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll watch out for that one, Eric. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know, just just obviously keep in mind that you know everybody you know in the industry from a from a vendor perspective, obviously everybody has bias, right? So mm-hmm. so just you know kind of slice slice through the bias, uh, speak to users and and people that have, have have been using these solutions services, and and you'll you'll really get down to really the nitty gritty and, and find out really what what took place, whether it's successful, whether it's efficient. And really, whether it's driving the value that that they say they'll drive for you. Yeah, I'm just a, such a sucker for the pitch, man. <laughs> there, there are several pitches out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's let's talk about the uh, the LinkedIn group because there are a myriad LinkedIn groups on vacation rentals. I think I'm I belong to twelve, maybe fifteen of them. Yeah. But your vacation rental professionals is the one that stands out way, way above the rest. What, what is it about that group that is attracting people to it? And you, you've got some amazing contributors on there. Yeah, you know, honestly, it's, it's kind of funny the way that that all began. I was, I was actually operating the, uh, the Australian region for Wyndham at the time, and, and I needed peers to speak with about uh, the holiday rental marketplace because we were doing a lot of things strategically, you know, within that company, and I couldn't find a good environment to kind of have peer discussions. So, you know, I, being an early LinkedIn adopter, I was like, "Well, hey, you know, let me let, let me throw a group up here, and hopefully, it'll it'll become you know an environment that I can have discussions with other other uh, you know uh, uh, parties in, in the industry." And and you know, again, that was I think in uh, mid uh, mid uh, uh, two thousand eight, and uh, you know, it's grown uh, tremendously. And, and really, I think maybe the you know not the secret sauce per se, but but the reality of it is to make these groups relevant and meaningful to the uh, to the, those participating is sifting out all the stuff, meaning all the 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 solicitations, the advertisements, and making sure it's curated to to really allow uh, the meat, the nuts and bolts of what the group is intended to serve, and that's really the community that is built for, which is the holiday rental professional, uh, the kitchen rental professional, and those that participate. 
So you know, as long as as that continues to 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 remain remain the case, you know, I, I believe the industry is comfortable coming in there, and and they're comfortable that they're not gonna not gonna have to sift through fifteen sales pitches uh, or or advertisements to kind of get to what they're looking to get. Um, and frankly, it, it really is. And, and the reason why I mentioned earlier that I do get a lot of direct messages, and that and that's great. There, there's so much direct communication, you know, messaging to messaging between members uh, that dwarfs, frankly, the uh, the public uh, uh, back and forth you see in the in the in the discussions, which is which is phenomenal. It's really a you know, true to its form, you know, LinkedIn. It, it is linking all of us professionally, mm-hmm. so we can really have that dialogue and understand our operational challenges, business opportunities. I mean, I've I've personally uh, uh, have, have been introduced and have established many now that uh, many uh, relationships that are now real friendships with uh, peers all around the world um, because of that platform. Yes, yes, indeed. I'm I'm a bit of a late taker upper of LinkedIn, and and I'm just uh, getting a little bit more into it now, and just just seeing what huge value there is in there for for the for the peer to peer discussion. Uh, which, which can only be helpful, you know. I, I think many people sit out there in a vacuum, thinking they're they're on their own, and they they don't want to share what they do because it's a competitive issue. But in fact, it's it's just so many times more helpful to be in there helping each other out. Well, it is, and then you know the the direct communication is that opportunity for you, for you to directly communicate with somebody confidentially or privately. Um, and, and, and then get some of those initial questions answered before you perhaps open up a discussion to the general, uh, you know, uh, forum. Um, but yeah, it, you know, there's a lot of ways to use it. And, and, and certainly I urge, you know, everybody to kind of use it for what it's, what it's there for, uh, collaborate, you know, get value out of it and, uh, you know, expand and grow your business and frankly, your, your knowledge of the industry, because there's a lot going on in every, you know, every part of the world today with regards to this industry. And it takes, you know, I call it, it takes a village, right, uh, for us to kind of keep up to pace on, on what's happening. And that, that, that village for me is the LinkedIn group. And what I do like about that is that it doesn't matter whether you're an individual owner with a single property or, or a, a CEO of a, of a major um, management company. It, it does not matter at all. Everybody, everybody has something to contribute. Yeah, how, how do you feel about that? You know, just the, the small person and the, the big companies coming together like that? Well, I, it's, it's funny you should mention that. I've seen both parties, the big corporations and the small owner who has one property. You know, frankly, I've seen conversations happen between the owner and the, you know, let's call it corporate executive of the multinational conglomerate have a very constructive dialogue around, you know, what that owner was doing and then, and then how that was translated into that multi, you know, uh, national company. And, and it was, it actually, you know, it really created a healthy dialogue between the two. So it doesn't matter if you're an owner uh, of one property or not. It doesn't matter if you're an executive of a fortune 500. The point is, is, is finding, uh, you know, ways to, to exp- expand on whatever we're doing, whether it's that big company or a small business, uh, and, and, you know, collaboration helps, generally speaking, everybody involved. So, you know, the more the merrier. Yeah, well, I'll be putting a link to the group uh, in the show notes. So encourage anybody that's listening to, to go to the show notes, take a look, click on that link and join the group. It's, um, it's easy to do. Eric, do you do your own moderation or does, 
does somebody do, do you have help in 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 weeding out in weeding out all the solicitations and the uh, the ads I do yeah I mean I do it uh, I do it myself and I also have a, a a group that helps me and they're they're how to go social uh they're they're a, they're a moderating group uh and a social kind of collaboration group so uh they're very well attuned to uh, you know, kind of the rules of the road, if you will, you know, and that, and then we do specify that when somebody joins the group that, you know, keep the solicitations out and the, and the sales Z stuff out, but let's get to the meat. But yeah, I, I, uh, you know, I, I do act actively, you know, engage in the group daily, uh, and I do have some help. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it just was in my mind that you just sat there all day long, <laughs> <laughs> but then I was thinking you can't, you can't be doing that. You've got so many other things on the go at the moment. <laughs> Just just talking about the you know the, the the smaller the independent owner maybe the the small agency that's that's trying to fit in what what do you think their biggest obstacles are at the moment if they're if they're looking for for growth whether it's an an owner who's thinking about buying another property or a small agency maybe thinking about you know making another purchase of another agency. Sure. Well, I mean, and this is uh, you know, my, my, the three things I always keep uh, attuned to is because we're living in kind of a dynamic uh, marketplace and, and industry. So I, I always try to, you know, hit on that regulatory note, you know, are you in a destination that has either existing or, or emerging regulations that are going to come out? And that means either tax regulation or usage regulation, anything that could potentially, you know, uh, negative, negatively impact your business. So I, I first and foremost look at the regulatory environment per country, city, province, whatever, wherever you are. Take a quick look at that before before you know you go into planning uh, expansion and, and particularly you know where that expansion you know entails. Uh, I, I also look at competition. You know where do you sit in terms of uh, the product offering, pricing? Uh, you know, I mean, is is it a is it a saturated marketplace or is there opportunity? Is is there upward momentum on price and and, and occupancy? Um, and and if if there is and if there's been a sustained trend. Uh, that might be a positive indicator, uh, and and I also, frankly, I look at what what some of the bigger guys are doing, right? Because they 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 can afford the the multi million dollar research project that maybe the individual owner can't. <laughs> so, so I, I also take a look at trends that are coming out of maybe some of the larger agencies and and what their plans are, because generally speaking, that could indicate an opportunity alongside them, even though they may be there, but that may be an indicator that there's something happening in a, in a destination or in a market. Uh, that maybe you haven't uncovered yet. Um, so, so, so there, there's those, and then if obviously, you know, I try to uh, to look at, you know, how can I gain efficiencies in my operation uh, and more reach. So, how can I reach more consumers? So, it depends on the type of business you're you're uh, you're involved with, or or you may be contemplating uh, expansion for. Um, but those are some of the tenants that I that I typically gravitate around. You mentioned before rate clarity. Um, I know you're involved in Real Voice because that's what you were doing last year when we were at VRMA. Can you tell us a bit more about um, about these two or anything else that you're currently involved in? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and I've been an advisor for James uh, Mays over at Real Voice for a number of years, and, and they're doing good things for the industry. And, and frankly, you know, his genesis for creating the company was as we validated that there was a tremendous gap in the marketplace for that kind of service. So, so that's gone very well and is going very well. So what, what's, um, what is the service of Real Voice? So, so Real Voice is, is frankly, you know, it, it's a, it's a uh, well, gosh, it's many things, but it's, it's a, let's call it a reservation sales center. Uh, so when a, an owner or a manager 
doesn't have the time to, you know, uh, service all the inquiries or the inbound calls about about possibly booking a holiday rental, they're the company that basically steps into your shoes and acts like you, either the owner or the management company. So if you're out on holiday or let's say it's in the evening or just say you, you've got a full-time job, you may own a home and you've got a full-time job, you can't take that inquiry at 12 noon. So therefore, a real voice steps into your shoes and, and acts uh, and, and by your name even like you. So it can fulfill that request from a consumer. It can answer questions about a pending reservation from a consumer and help facilitate that to a conversion to a booking, uh, which is obviously a guest. So, you know, and with all the algorithms, you know, let's say, you know, HomeAway now has changed their, their, their page ranking algorithm to include response times. So that's critical now. So if you, if you are a person that can only serve uh, inquiries, uh, let's say at night or over the weekends, you're going to be, you're going to be kind of penalized, if you will, in that, in that page ranking algorithm. So your properties will fall lower and lower and lower in the ranking. Uh, so you'll be found less. So anyway, so Real Voice actually steps up and delivers a solution to that uh, problem and many others. When, when I've talked to to guests who've who've been coming to us to book, um, if we don't get back to them within an hour, then they'll have just gone on and booked somewhere else. And yes. it's it's all about you know in your instant gratification now. The moment you know you, you're on an iPhone or an iPad. You decide you're you're going to go on vacation. You want to book it then and there. And if people don't get back to you then, or or if there's no response to a call, and who wants to hear voicemail these right. days? So right. so yes, I, I looked at Real Voice last year, and I th- this is this really a great idea. And it's equally as useful for a uh, for a for a smaller organization as well as a larger one. It is. It is. As a matter of fact, the next uh, the next phase or stage, if you will, of that company. Uh, and this was, you know, frankly, the original intent. Uh, you know, a little background in, in the genesis of the company. You know, James and I had, had gotten together down in Memphis, Tennessee, which is where they're based. And, and we, we were talking, and he said, well, why, why couldn't a company step up and serve, uh, you know, the, the individual owner in a way that would allow them to have the freedom and flexibility to still own and still live their life in a way that doesn't disrupt them? So he said, "Well, isn't there? Why, why couldn't we deliver a service to 10 million people?" <laughs> well, <laughs> well, of course, of course, that is absolutely a, a service that's needed and and will be uh, needed as this industry evolves, which obviously it has since then. So, so they they can serve an owner, and they can serve a manager, and they can certainly serve you know a very large you know multinational company. Excellent. Now, a little bit about rate clarity because that's something that you mentioned earlier too. Yeah, yeah. So rate clarity is, is really kind of the, the it's kind of the genesis of of you know we we launched uh, Rate Coaster last year and you know that was kind of the the initial uh, approach to dynamic pricing for a vacation rental manager and and really what what you know what we had learned along the way of of, of implementing that company and starting to uh, gain traction and users is is that in some cases you know managers want the you know kind of the dynamic nature of of automatic price changes, uh, and and you know, frankly, you know, it works really well uh, when you do that, and you have the 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 kind of the, the trust and, and and faith in a solution like that that can kind of put your management company on somewhat cruise control, if you will, in terms of pricing. But but what they equally wanted is is many many managers, maybe every manager, uh, they do tend to want to keep an eye on what's happening in their marketplace in terms of pricing and occupancy, uh, whether whether they're using a dynamic pricing engine or not. So, so rate clarity was really the the genesis and and and, and kind of the uh, you know, the initiative to address that 
for the industry. And it's it's a standalone uh, engine that that you know the kind of the manager or even an owner, frankly, uh, can identify who they believe is their peer group or their competitive group in their market. Um, and it allows us to provide them kind of data in real time as market changes. So they may so they will then now have the tools at their discretion to make business decisions if if, if one is needed. So it, it's exciting for for many reasons. One, because there'll now be an independent standalone solution that will do that for the marketplace. And then secondly, you know, if you think about the the, the nature of the data coming out of there. So you asked me earlier about well, what about if, if a manager or an agency wants to expand? Well, now that kind of data can be made available to you know on an aggregate basis to say here's what's happening in in France, here's what's happening in Germany, or here's what's happening in South Florida or a particular city in South Florida. So you can start to kind of look at trends that are happening from a price and occupancy perspective to say this is either a healthy marketplace uh, or it's you know so so we're really going to provide some really insightful data uh, for operators, owners, and and others that just frankly haven't had the uh, ability to do it at, at scale, um, and, and we're really excited about it. Exciting times, and I think, you know, you said earlier we're still at the beginning, and and, and I find that even more exciting, because, you know, we're, we're not in a, you know, the, the, this, this market, this business is still in its infancy, and and just to see all these these things coming along that makes life so much easier is is more than exciting. So five years time, Eric. What's the business? What's what's the industry going to look like in two thousand and twenty? Well, so here's my you know, if you ask me what I believe the industry should be, uh, and and frankly, if you you could maybe call this my mission statement, is I believe that uh, you know holiday rentals, vacation rentals, whatever term you want to use for this industry, I believe in five years time, given the the kind of the the velocity of of consumer, you know awareness and adoption, I believe this, this category should and will become uh, uh, kind of at the same level in, in terms of hotel and resort uh, availability uh, that, that this will become. So meaning if you go to any website five years from now, you should be able to shop for a holiday rental, a hotel, resort within the same ecosystem and have it always available from, for wherever, you will, wherever you'd like to go. So that's where I believe we're heading. I think that's going to continue to make this industry very healthy for participants that are in it or and or who will come into it. Um, and it, it really is changing the landscape of the broader accommodation marketplace worldwide. What about the individual owner in that uh, in that perspective? You know, it, it, do, you, do you think that will be carrying those individual owners kicking and screaming into the twenty uh, twenties? Well, you know, I think, you know, the individual owner, even though they may just see themselves as, hey, you know, I, I have a second home and, and I'm, I rent it out occasionally, they, they are a part of the ecosystem, whether they, they you know, want to, want to agree to that or not. You know, they're in the business, um, even though it may be a hobby or maybe just, you know, in terms of, you know, getting some you know, secondary discretionary income from an investment they made. I think the, the tools and services that will continue to evolve and be addressed in the marketplace, again, they're not just being uh, you know, developed and, and provided to managers. Equally so, you have to continue to, to evolve the, the, the services and solutions that are available to the owners because ultimately, even if you're a manager, ultimately you're, you're serving owners. Owners, frankly, you know, is where the buck stops, so to speak. So you know, the owner community worldwide is really what's making this a robust marketplace. 
Um, and, and there just happens to be other participants that are adding value to the owners to make sure that they're optimizing the investment they made. And there will continue to be more and more uh, services and solutions made available. Well, I think if, if I'm still around in this industry in 2020, we'll probably come back and, uh, and just check this one out, see how, we've, how far you've got. We've got. We should. We should indeed. <laughs> you are a super busy person, Eric. You've got so many things on the go. Um, I just want to ask you how you manage to get everything together on a day-to-day basis and just ask you what productivity tools do you use? What's, what's the favorite one, the ones that, that really helps you manage your day? <laughs> well, I would say I am a, I'm a, a, a person that has to operate by calendar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and honestly, I, I do a lot of things mobile. I, I'm, I'm fairly, uh, I, I travel uh, quite a bit. I'm, I'm fairly mobile. And, you know, if it really weren't for, you know, mobilized, if you will, uh, applications, I'd be sunk. Um, so, so, you know, really, you know, the collaboration tools that we use, obviously email, texting, Skyping, I'm a big Skyper, um, and and then just tools that allow you to understand what's happening with your business, making sure that's available, you know, uh, on my mobile devices, you have to have it. Otherwise you, you can't really operate in this global economy that we're operating in today. So it's really kind of the nuts and bolts, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's the, it's the mail stuff. It's, it's the messaging capability. It's the tracking um, you know, of what's happening with the properties, A, that I manage and the businesses that I also manage. So, uh, you know, there's no particular secret sauce. It's, it's making sure what you're using works for you and your, and your, uh, the style in which you work. So, so nothing in particular. It's just making sure that what you use is all hanging together, right? Hanging together and with you at all times, uh, meaning <laughs> mobile. <laughs> Okay, Eric, it's been, a, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Before we finish, uh, you know, I was going to say, where can people find you? But I'm guessing it's the LinkedIn group. <laughs> yeah, certainly, uh, you know, LinkedIn group, uh, you can certainly pass along my, my direct email uh, to establish a direct connection. Be happy to. Uh, and certainly, you know, I, I collaborate with, with owners and operators often. So I try to make myself available uh, for that because, look, it's, it, is, it takes a village and we're all participants in that village. So uh, certainly pass, pass my contact info along. Uh, I will do. Now, we met personally last year in uh, San Diego at the VRMA conference, and I shall look forward, hopefully, to seeing you again in New Orleans uh, this October. Indeed. Indeed. Likewise. Thank you so much, Eric. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you. Wow, great conversation with Eric. I hope you uh, you enjoyed that. I sort of flitted about a bit from from topic to po- topic. I got quite excited about the the different um, the the different subjects we were talking about. Eric has such uh, such a lot of experience and such a broad perspective on the industry from know from from diff from the different areas he's worked in and that he is currently involved in so uh, i i gained a huge amount from from talking to him as i have done in in the past when we when we met face to face last year so uh, trust you enjoyed that please go to the show notes and check out all the links because everything we've talked about in this episode i've uh, i'm putting the links uh, at the bottom of the show notes so go Go check that out and leave any comments, uh, anything you'd like to add to the conversation. Just go and uh, leave a comment at the end of the show notes. And I do encourage you 
to, if you're not already a part of the Vacation Rental Professionals LinkedIn group, to to go over there right now and join and just see some of those conversations that are going on. They are wide ranging. They range from uh, discussions on different property management systems, how to deal with, you know, and, and the things that affect individual owners, like how to deal with damage, how to deal with complaints and poor reviews, to, to, to broader topics of, you know, what's happening with TripAdvisor, what's happening with HomeAway, what's happening with Airbnb. If, if there's a topic that is relevant to the vacation rental industry, somebody's talking about it on that LinkedIn group. So I'm going to be spending more time on there and uh, hope to see you there too. As ever, if you enjoyed this show, if you enjoyed this episode and you like the show overall, I'd love it if you would uh, leave me a review. Just go to the iTunes link uh, on the show notes at cottageblogger.com forward slash VRS091 and uh, and leave me a review. Hopefully it's five star. I would love that. Um, getting more reviews means we get more visibility uh, in iTunes. So uh, that, that brings more listeners and that brings more contributors. And uh, I always love to hear from you as well. And talking about that, you know, usual stuff. If, <laughs> if you've got any questions that you'd like to direct to me, please email me at heather at cottageblogger.com and, uh, and I'll get back to you. And uh, always on the lookout for interesting people to interview, interesting topics to talk about. So if you've got something that we'd like to cover, um, just let me know. So once again, thank you so much for listening. I've just realized that uh, this is the first episode in a hundred in ninety sorry in ninety first episode in ninety one that I haven't actually mentioned the weather um it's sunny and a really nice temperature, and the water's still warm, so summer is still here in Ontario. hope it is in your part of the world, and I'll look forward to being with you again very very soon. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.